Welcome aboard this week's podcast of Dudes Dish Disney. Get ready for amazing attractions across America. Beer halls and bar rooms, banquets and beverages, a collection of characters and colleagues. No cupcakes. It's Dudes Dishing Disney. This episode of Dudes Dish Disney is sponsored by Magic Vacations. Magic Vacations. Discover the magic of travel. And now your hosts, the dudes of Dudes Dish Disney. Guten Tag, wie geht's? Hello, Zuzunzamen. Und willkommen bei Dudes Dish Disney. Wie geht's? Und Technik 2, Jonathan. Prost. Wie geht's? Disney 2, Nummer 1, Brian. Prost. And I'm Congo Carl. Let's get this party started. It's wunderbar. It's Oktoberfest. My, my main concern with Carl just voicing that over in German is... He said something that's going to get us in a lot of trouble. Hey, you know, it's no uh, no secret that I'm a big fan of Oktoberfest. And if you're a fan of Oktoberfest, and if you're at Disney World, you can celebrate Oktoberfest there. It's wunderbar. I don't get too excited at Beer Garden, do I? Well, I haven't no, noticed it. No, I'm, never, I'm, no. no. Uh, every time I've been there, you've been sober as a skunk and and just totally normal. So look at I wanted uh, to share about it. It is a great time of year, you know. Oktoberfest, a uh, little bit of history here, but you know it's a great conclusion to the end of the summer, the beginning of the fall. Um, and uh, I thought I'd share with you a little bit of history about this wonderful festival that uh, takes place in Germany, and uh, a little bit of history of of uh, its roots in Walt Disney World, namely the Germany Pavilion, and um, how you can celebrate Oktoberfest uh, in the season and sometimes all year round at Walt Disney World. So um, Oktoberfest is the annual festival in Munich, Germany, and it's held over a two-week period, um, usually ending in the first, always ending in the first Sunday of October. So that's kind of confusing to people because it ends usually in that first uh, few days of October. And the big part of the celebration is actually in September. Um, the festival was originated back in 1810 when the uh, crown prince of Bavaria, who was later King Louis, married Princess Teresa von Sachsen Hildebrugerhausen. And uh, that festival concluded, that wedding, if you will, with a big party outside the castle. Um, and it was five days they celebrated. That's a hell of a reception, five days. And on the fifth day, they had a huge horse race um, on a great big field out front um, known as Theresian Visa, which is Teresa's Greenway, if you will, named after the princess. So... It later kind of grew. Every year got bigger. Uh, booths were built with serving food. And then later, all the beer breweries around Munich got involved and went and built 
their big pavilions and tents and brewed special Oktoberfest beers that uh, are very popular. There's kind of three beers that really took over and are very popular at Oktoberfest, and you can get them at Walt Disney World. Uh, there is the Dunkel, which is a little darker beer. There is the Marzen, which is a, a little more of an amber ale, is my favorite of all the Oktoberfest beers. And then there is the Fest beer, which is made, as you would expect, for the festival. This tradition went on, and by the 20th century, uh, the party got bigger and bigger, and these pavilions and beer tents got larger and larger and more elaborate with you know different kinds of traditional german food and it's not just brats i mean it's chicken and fish and oxtail and pig's knuckles and all kinds of german food that was served and to the point where it is today that there's you know 14 major tents and seven minor tents that you have to line up and get into and in that course of the two weeks there's about 2 million gallons of beer consumed. 2 million gallons. Now, the week the dudes went, there was 3 million gallons. Just saying. I have fond memories of, of Disney's Oktoberfest, though, because uh, October 1st, 1982, was when Epcot opened. And that is that first week is traditional Oktoberfest. And so what the Germany Pavilion did, as we know that it was called Germany at the time, there was an East and West Germany, but it was designed to be a blend of all the eight older traditions of Germany. And Disney knew they needed a big place to serve lots of people coming through Eckhart. So they built that German beer garden, which is a great place. But what was special about that first week when Epcot was open and subsequent years during the real Oktoberfest is Epcot and Disney would put this huge banner and sign that hung out across the plaza and square. If you were ever there um, during that time of year, you may re uh, remember seeing it. And it was a big banner uh, displaying that it was Oktoberfest in the little village, just, just as you'd expect to see in Munich. And in addition, they had bands and accordion and musicians outside in the square randomly playing. And then when you got into... Um, the beer garden itself, in addition to the regular six-piece orchestra, they brought in two or three specialty musicians and a troupe of eight dancers, four guys and four froleins, and they would get out there and dance on the floor, and they would actually pull you up on the floor and dance with them, and I have pictures of me uh, spinning the girls around the floor back in the days a couple of times when I was, when I was there, but a, a great tradition. They really made you feel during that that week, they went a little extra mile with the entertainment um, and with all the festivities to make you feel like you were in Oktoberfest. And to this day, when you go to the beer garden, it still feels like Oktoberfest every day of the year. What were your guys' thoughts when we uh, ventured into the uh, Oktoberfest beer garden at uh, Germany? Mostly I, mean, I was thinking I'm drunk. Yep. I'm drunk. Pretty drunk. <laughs> Ooh, food. Yeah, pretty much that was it. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 definitely sounds about right for you. And I think other than that, I was like, what has Carl got me into? I am absolutely obliterated and we're only a Germany 
<laughs> oh my god, what what is going on here? Am I am, am I going to make it? Let's let's oh, remember. Food. Let's remember remember though. That was the untraditional time where we went backwards around the world. That's right. True. We did not start. Well, actually, we did start in Mexico, but then we yeah. went backwards around the world. Um, Look, at you always have to start in Mexico. You don't necessarily always have to go left. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you should, but you're, but considering Norway sucks, I'm okay going to Canada next or the UK next or wherever else you want to go next. Um Truth, truth be told, okay, when we went in there, uh, it was my first time eating at Beer Fest, uh, uh, or uh, yeah, um, Garden, Beer Garden. Thank you. Um, I was thinking of the movie, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, but anyway, uh, it was one. Of, it was my first time at Beer Garden. It's a lively atmosphere, uh, especially if you're drinking around the world. It's a great place to stop because. A lot of times if you're drinking around the world and you're three quarters of the way through or more, it's really easy to lose steam if you sit and you eat, right? But when you sit and eat at a place where they're serving you steins full of your favorite Weissen, right? <laughs> um, and there's live music playing and you've got Carl chanting and singing along, right? Like it's really easy to stay in the mode of like, yeah, let's keep going. Let's keep pushing on drinks. So from that perspective, from a drinking around the world perspective, it's an excellent stop. It's a great place to stop. Um, um, the food was better than I expected, uh, but but um, I have heard people say it's a little hit or miss, but, but it was better than I expected. Uh, but I mean, really, honestly, the beer, the beer, the, the Steins, the food, the atmosphere, the Carl made it all worth the while for me. Yeah, I I I 100% second Ryan there. I mean, the food impressed me. I did not expect for that buffet style um when we were there to be as good as it was. I mean, the food was very very tasty. Um now again, I don't know if the previous alcohol helped in that a little bit, which it may have, but um it was good. I I definitely enjoyed it and like Ryan said, I mean, in a case like that, you lose steam, but that didn't help help at all. There was no problem with that. We we continued on with that steam. I mean, I stumbled out of there, sobered up a little bit, but still had a pretty good buzz going. I'm like, okay, we're only got a couple more left. Let's go. Let's finish this. I mean, here's the thing too, right? Like you have to go you no know, going into the restaurant. Germany's not exactly a food mecca, right? Like they're not really known for their food. It's basically like if you like pork and pork sauces and sausages and bratwurst. You're going to be fine, right? If you don't, you should probably eat somewhere else, right? And that goes the same for the beer garden as it does for Munich, Germany, as it does for uh, anywhere else, right? Like it's a very, you find the same menu pretty much in every single restaurant wherever you go. Um, but, but, you know, it's interesting. So the Germany and the different beers that I mentioned, they do pair well with certain of those foods, right? Yes. They do, they do go yeah. well, right? And that's kind of the trick. And there's there's a few beers they sell and there's a few things... They go, I just again, from a historical perspective, I fell in love with this restaurant October 2nd when I went there for the very first time, uh, 1982. In that time, it was a table service. So you would get a table and you weren't at big group long tables of eight. You were at a table of two, four, whatever. And they would wait on you and they brought you dinners. And and one of the things they had was this Schreinhaus's, uh, uh kind of big veal shank 
that was for two with garden vegetables and it was just absolutely this wonderful gravy it was just absolutely fantastic uh i've talked about before the great wines that they have uh there including um a really good rare red pinot noir because germany's mainly known for the white wines but but it had that sit down feeling that was the food was excellent um fast forward a bunch of years um like maybe 20 25 years and they converted it into a buffet uh, and not as good as quality food because you're mass producing it on any buffet. We all know that's a challenge. The food does hold up well in the buffet environment because of the kind of food it is. Um, so it's still fresh and it rotates fast enough. But again, you have to kind of be in the mood for it. The food that they serve there, um, and, I, and I, I digress a little bit because there was a period of time where they went away from the buffets, all of Walt Disney World did. And when you guys had, they were went back to a all you care to eat. So it was the same food from the buffets, but they brought it to you, right? And they served you at your tables um, because they were had a moratorium on buffets. Well, now the buffet is back in all its glory. So it is, you know, for 46 bucks, all you can eat. Um, it's one of the lower priced all you can eat <laughs> buffets in all of Disney World. And you're getting live entertainment for it. But but the foods that are there are typical um, Oktoberfest foods. One of the things, several of the tents are famous in, in Germany for these rotisserie chickens that are huge on spits and everything into. And one of the things that you have, in case you're not a pork or sausage lover, they've got some great uh, rotisserie chicken in there. Um, they also have the pork schnitzel, which is... Uh, a big popular thing, again, for people who are not into the, the traditional sausages and sauerkraut. But the other great crowd pleaser is the spetzel and the noodlebraten. So spetzel is basically a light version of a gnocchi in German uh, style. It's very much lighter than gnocchi. It's a potato-based um, noodle. And then noodlebraten is spetzel with cheese. It's basically a German macaroni and cheese. Um, which is, I mean, how can you go wrong pairing all this stuff with, you know, all of the various uh, <laughs> uh, beers that are there? You can get the flight, you can get the Weiss Bar beer, which is um, usually has more of the fruit flavors, aromas. You can get the Dunkel, which I mentioned. Um, and of course, our favorite is the Schaffenhofer Grapefruit Hefenweissen. We drink all year round, all of us. And then Beck's Pilsner. It is sponsored by Beck's. Most of those beers are, are, are Beck's beers. Unfortunately, they don't have, which they originally had as a real uh, fest beer, the real Oktoberfest beer. And I kind of miss that. But I can make up for it with all these beers. Do a flight. Do a big do a big stein, half liter stein or a full liter stein. I mean, it's Oktoberfest. Yeah, I mean, I like how you say, like, unfortunately, they don't have the beer, but I guess I can make up for it. Like, yeah, it's it's not hard to make up for it, right? Like, yeah, a full liter Stein will get you every time. So, yeah, no problem. As long as Disney uh, takes the, uh, I don't know if you know who Hans Strudel is, uh, um, Pillsbury. Uh, Pillsbury has um, uh, the toaster Strudels. Right. And they had they created this character for it called Hans Strudel. And he's this little boy in your typical German garb, uh, you know, like in the later hosen. Uh, and if you've ever seen the commercial, he's like, 
apple strudel, you know, like the way he says it. Terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. So as long as Disney doesn't build that IP in and bring that kid in, I will continue to visit that pavilion. But I, I it just kind of looking over some things, I just thought I wanted to share this with people. There's a YouTube uh, uh, channel by the Midwest TV guys that has a copy of this commercial. If you want to go see it, it says, I don't know if Hans is here to deliver toaster strudel or if he is here to deliver death and destruction. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry to sidetrack, but I was reading that and I had to share it with the crew. <laughs> anyway. So- that's okay. And if you know if, if you want to top off the beer with a Jägermeister or a Behringer honey bourbon. No, I don't want to do that. No. I don't know. Listen, listen to me. Okay. I went to college when Jaeger became popular again. Uh and no thank you. Uh if you want to know a 20 year break, by the way, Ryan, because it was popular in my college. Right. Everyone said this sucks, and then they came back again for your generation. They came back and they said, "Oh, let's add some Red Bull to it, and that'll make it better." No, (laughs) it did not. No, it didn't. Uh, Uh, But like Dave Attell, who's who's uh, if you've ever seen comedy by Dave Attell, he'll tell you all you need to know about Jaeger. Right. Yeah. But Oktoberfest is really about the beer, you know. It really is. I mean, um, the wine keller in Germany. Uh, the pavilion has some wonderful wines. It's uh, the same wines that are available in the restaurant. So you can get um, a couple of different uh, Rieslings and uh, Pinot Gris. And again, um, the very rare Pinot Noir uh, Spot Burgunder, which is delicious, delicious, delicious. If you can ever get the August Kessler Pinot Noir, get it. Um, I like to get a flight, then a stein, and then a bottle of wine. That's how I wash down all that food, um, which I think you can attest to, John. You were at my table, right? Yeah, you, uh, you, you, you were uh, having making sure everything was flowing very heavily uh, that night. Um, everyone kept kind of looking at you like, "Are we going to die? Are we going <laughs> to die from alcohol poisoning here?" Um, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the best way to (laughs) describe the scene. So, you know, Oktoberfest is a festival that comes in the fall, but what we all love Epcot for is the food and wine festival in the fall too, which adds additional food and booths from various countries that are both represented in Epcot and not represented. And Germany goes on a little bit more of a, uh, addition and they put, uh, Put another small pavilion out, a little food booth out, um, not too far away from the actual German pavilion. And they put up a little stage and they have some outdoor entertainment uh, usually going there. So they during the food and wine festival, they kind of replicate that feel again of the old Oktoberfest like they used to. Um, and so I think they, they kind of make up for it. Um, have you guys ever tried any of the food at the German booth for... Um, Oktoberfest, uh, excuse me, for Food and Wine Festival? Surprisingly, I have not. I've looked at a bunch of things, but for whatever reason, I've usually passed on it, and I'm regretting it now uh, based on newer experiences, but it may be something on my next trip uh, that I'm definitely going to take a better look at, because I would probably really enjoy a lot of their stuff. I generally um, don't. 
Now, where I live is I'm not too far away from Wisconsin, and Wisconsin is a, is a very German state. There's a lot of a heavy German population, which is why bratwurst is very popular uh, in Wisconsin. Um, uh, so I, I'm very familiar with brats, so I don't I, I try to try unique things, but usually there's some level of brat there and there's some level of strudel there uh, as well. So you know, it's just not for me. However, I do get whatever the beer flight is every time I stop by the Epcot Festival booth. That's a must for me. Uh, and and if I get food outside of Beer Garden, uh, it is almost always a pretzel uh, or the um, the Werther's original uh, caramel kush, right? Yes, uh, yeah. That, so yeah, I don't normally do the festival booth there. Yeah, so in the festival booth this year, um, they have a couple of variations. So they have um, chicken noodlin, which is uh, more of like a, it's not quite the mac and cheese feel, but it's a pasta gratin with ham, onions, and cheese. Again, very good, very hearty. They do a bratwurst there, but unlike anywhere else, they put it on a pretzel roll. So that's kind of a good combination. And then they have the strudel. If you were to get that beer flight, that... Um, that Ryan always gets, it would be a nice Kolsch, which I like Kolsch beer too, um, as a German beer. It would be um, uh, a Westenhofener Fest beer. So the Fest beer is not available in the uh, beer garden, but is it available at the booth? So you can get your Oktoberfest beer there. And then it would be a prickly pear Hefenweizen. So those are the three this year that you would get in that flight. Um, they've had other flights there. We've been there during other festivals and they, and that booth opens up with other German food. Right. Um, and we've tried it. And what did I eat there last time? Was it a pot roast or a filet mignon or something there, Ryan, when I, we were running around that day? Um, they always have good food in that German festival booth. Yeah, you had, um, so I think you're right. I think it was a pot roast. I think it was a pot roast is what you had. Yeah. Because um, we had just finished eating at, um, uh tepanito yes and like literally five minutes before this and carl's like you want some pot roast i'm like oh man i just ate like a hundred you gotta have some sour broughton you yeah. gotta have some sour broughton I, I, like, I got some sour broughton going on in my stomach right now <laughs> <laughs> uh you gotta keep going it's just about the the pace and everything right um the other place you know in the german pavilion at summerfest you can get um the bratwurst with with sauerkraut and that's pretty much kind of it for sandwiches but there's something that's very unique there that is kind of a um a, a, a bit of a fan favorite and it's pretzel bread pudding i don't know if you guys have tried that but think about the texture and sweetness of a bread pudding but the bread is pretzels the soft pretzels and it's very good uh as a dessert so um which leads me up to the next, you know, question is if you're celebrating Oktoberfest, right? The quintessential thing is to get a big pretzel. And they have them at that Summerfest. They have them at both. There's two other beer stands in Germany that sells them. Um, one year, I got to tell you, I was there and went there and said a few words to German and a cast member. And I had my um, Epcot drinking hat on. Uh, from Germany, and I said, Guten Tag, wie geht's? Was gibt Neues? 
Oktoberfest is wunderbar. And he, he gave me in the form of pixie dust, one of those big, huge German pretzels. And it was delicious. But we've had experience with German pretzels around Disney World and around Florida. What are your thoughts, guys, on some of the great places to get pretzels at Walt Disney World during Oktoberfest or maybe year round? So I'm not a huge pretzel person. I just, I don't know, just something about filling up on bread calories just doesn't doesn't usually strike my interest here. Um, the one in only one time I ever had a pretzel at Disney was from that mentioned cart that I split with Ryan many years ago. It was good. I don't know if I'd do a pretzel again, but again, I'm not a pretzel guy. So you guys have much better experience than I do with pretzels because I just don't care for them. Can we agree that the Mickey pretzels are not the winning pretzel? on campus no they're not they're not and and they're most photogenic but that's all you're really getting out of them right like like uh to be honest with you even the pretzel at the cart there not not my favorite pretzel either you know um i think baseline tap house does a much better job with a bavarian style pretzel than the pretzel cart does um i don't know if you're just getting it fresh and it's not been sitting in a cart and that's why it's better um, but to me, that's that's one of those places uh, that you go to get a good pretzel at Disney. Well, and I think what makes the baseline, I, I agree with you. Actually, maybe because I got it free, it tasted so good that day. Well, um, and but, drinking. And drinking. And drinking, yeah. Um, I thought it was pretty darn good. And, you know, the size was was perfect. But you're right about baseline. I think that's one of the best there. And I think it's uh, because the way they serve it, right? They serve it with um, kind of a charcuterie board and it's got both the mustard, but the beer cheese. You got to have the beer cheese for the pretzel. Beer cheese is fantastic yes. too. I mean, it's delicious. And I'm a big mustard fan. I could, I could eat pretzels with yellow mustard every time. That would be enough for me, but the beer cheese adds a whole new element to it. Yeah. With the, with the beer, right? Um, yeah. So I, I agree. That's one of my favorites. Um, have you ever tried the um, similar to that? And I, and it might be outreach it for my favorite is the um, Air Pirates cargo loaded pretzel at Jock Lindsay's. I have unfortunately not spent any time in Jock Lindsay's yet, which oh, is come on. Sh shame on me. I know, I know. Come there with me. Yeah. Trip. All right. Sold. Right, but we usually wind up in Raglan Road. That's the problem. Yeah, so, so just start there and then end up in Raglan. That's all. Yeah. So so yes, we'll we'll do that. Let's get liquored up and go there. Okay. Um, but we'll get liquored up there. We'll get liquored up there. It's great place to start and end. I don't care where we get liquored up. Let's just get liquored up and be there. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but I do know the pretzel and I've seen the pretzel and I've read reviews about the pretzel. Uh, it's on the list. It's yeah. something I want to get. Are you in, John? Are you in for that? I mean, it's got oh, prosciutto, broth, salami. I'm always in for that. Uh, smoked cheddar. It's like a charcuterie thing. It's like, it's like it takes the baseline thing, in my opinion, up another notch um, because they just add so much more stuff and the presentation and everything. And it's, it's good. Now, um, they also, very similar to the German um, 
if you tr- so you're not a big pretzel guy john so but you do frequent um the navi canteen oh of course i i am a big fan of that they have a huge german pretzel or what they whatever they call it um huge it it is big again it's something i haven't tried i i'm shocked i haven't tried it but i have yet to try it right it's i mean unlike the other ones that we just talked about it, there's nothing special about it right but it is it's a good pretzel it's a good yeah. grab and go pretzel yeah um the one i haven't tried is there's a lot of people on instagram and there's a lot of people um you know on tiktok showing the in in Fantasyland and Tomorrowland, the cream cheese stuffed pretzel. Yeah, that's that's how us Americanize uh, us Americans bastardize a German pretzel, right? It's like, hey, it's not good enough. Stick some cream cheese in it, and then it'll be better, right? Like that's that's what we do. Uh, I have zero interest in that one, uh, to be honest with you. Um, I know a lot of people talk about it and they say it's good, and I'll try it if somebody else has it wants to give me a piece. Uh, I, first of all, I'm still mad at Disney that they got rid of the French toast pretzel that they had like right before COVID. And then they're like, well, we didn't sell enough. Well, no, sh- you, you <laughs> parks were at 20% capacity after you released it. Right. Um, but the one I do like and the do, one I do steer people towards if they do want to have an Americanized pretzel is the pepper jack pretzel. Okay. Tell me about that because I haven't tried it. So the pepper jack pretzel is uh, is a spicy pretzel. So it's got like a crusted cheese on the top, but the filling inside of it is like a pepper jack cheese. So it's, I think there's a place, uh, where is it? On the boardwalk, the margarita place on the boardwalk. Okay. I know they sell it in fantasy land too. Right. But the margarita place on the boardwalk sells it as the jalapeno pretzel, okay. but it's the same thing. Right. But it's, so it's a spicy pretzel. Now that, that fits my fancy, right? Is that reminds me of, if you're if you've ever been to Panera and gotten a ba- the bagel that has the jalapenos and the yep. art of the uh, Asiago cheese on top, it's that but stuffed into a pretzel. And so like that's that's where I'm at. That's right up my alley. Yeah, that there's a local place that does the bagel here, and I do that with sausage and cream cheese in the morning. It's awesome. Yeah. The other place, if you wanted to have a spin on sweetness is, you know, I know it's one of John's favorite places is uh, Norwegian Kringla. And they have a very unique uh, pretzel. It's sweet. And it's I think it's covered in like almonds and chocolate and stuff. Um, So it's for those guys with a little sweet tooth. Again, not something I might. Pair that with the Mozart chocolate shots that they sell in the um, in the uh, wine color um, at Epcot, but that's more of a you know kind of a if there's such a thing a dessert pretzel. Yeah, I don't know. It's it just... sounds it sounds tempting, but I I I don't know. So we're agreeing. We're we're all we're in about baseline and we're we're all in for pepper jack and we're all in for um jock Lindsay's. it sounds like we want yep. to turn oh, our yeah. a big old german pretzels into a meal we're gonna do a pretzel tour yeah um they do have pretzels at universal but that's another story right ryan yeah that's a whole different story for a whole different day 
All right then. Um, so Oktoberfest is wunderbar. Uh, we're making our way from the beer garden with a zikazaka zikazaka hoy hoy hoy, uh, and an Ein Price Zufa. And um, there, but if you're not in the parks, there's another way to celebrate Oktoberfest at Disney World, and they don't advertise it, and it's not that big a deal. Um, but some of the bars in anywhere that has a Sam Adams product on property, they do the seasonal. So if you're you want a really good Mars and beer, John and I know we love the Sam Adams Oktoberfest. So that's all around property, anywhere that sells Sam Adams, like the like the boathouse and like the yacht and beach club and all those places. Anywhere that does Sam's and Sam seasonal, you'll get that. Um, but for more options in beer, uh, you can go to uh, Disney Springs. And as you'd expect, uh, City Works Eatery and Poorhouse, right, um, is there with all kinds of beers. And when it comes time for Oktoberfest, they have Fest beers and Marzins and Dunkles. Uh, and other tr traditional German beers, and they usually have some German-inspired cuisine. Uh, so you might get something like a Spätzle dish. Uh, they have um, a traditional uh, chicken schnitzel, which the traditional schnitzel there, whether they do it in sort of a sandwich or on a plate, um, interestingly enough, has a fried egg on top. So you may ask yourself, which comes first, the chicken or the egg? In the case of a traditional German chicken schnitzel, they both come together. And it may sound a little weird, but let me tell you, you crack an egg over, it's just like cracking over a burger. It tastes really good. Um, so, and that's a very traditional way to do it, whether it's served up or in a sandwich. Um, but lots of places to, to grab a German beer all over Walt Disney World. And it should too. There should be German German love in Walt Disney World because Disney's done such a great job stealing so many German stories and turning <laughs> them into their own. So they should throw some love back in Germany and castles and all sorts of things that they've stolen from Germany. That's right. And that's why uh, Oktoberfest is, for me, one of the most fun parts of the year. I look forward to it wherever I might be, but certainly have... Um, wonderful memories of celebrating it at Disney World during Oktoberfest and year round at the Beer Garden. So until next time, Prost dudes. Prost dudes. Prost dudes. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Dudes Dish Disney. Please check us out on social media, on Facebook at Dudes Dish Disney, on Instagram, at Dudes Dish Disney. On Twitter, at Disney underscore Dish. Please visit our sponsor, Magic Vacations, at magicvacations.net. More than just a travel agency, Magic Vacations has over 60 Magic Vacation planners committed to bringing you white glove concierge service. Using a Magic Vacation planner allows you to spend more time making memories and less time worrying about the details. For all of your Disney, Universal, Cruise, and Global travel, go to magicvacations.net. Magic Vacations, 
Discover the magic of travel.